Well, hello, church family. Welcome to week 14 of our Doctrine Podcast Focus. We are talking about the church this morning. Uh, my name is John Lawley. I'm one of the pastors at Calvary. Uh, we have Elijah with me and Adam with me. Hey, everyone. And so we're going to get after it, guys. I'm going to start out by just saying this. Um, there has been this tremendous kind of recent pushback, especially with younger people, about the value of the local church. Um, so let me ask you guys this question. Why do you... Why do you think the church is so important, um, the, the local church? And why is it that maybe we're, we're finding this um, kind of this bitterness towards it in our world? Yeah, I mean, to be surrounded by everyone who has the same faith, I mean, we, we can all have that unity together and, and come alongside each other when we are either doing really well and able to encourage and support and lift up and praise or, you know, having a, a rough season, a rough time. We can come alongside each other and help e- each other through that. So that's that's a really cool benefit. Yeah. I, I think on, like, the part of people not, like, the people wanting to go away from the church, you know, I think part of that is their misunderstanding of the people that are there. Like, a lot of people go to church and expect everybody to be this outstanding citizen and and, you know, just to be, you know, above and beyond trying to do good and treat people right but in reality like we're all sinners this is where we're coming to um to learn and to grow and you have to understand that you're with people who are just as damaged as you are and so you can't take things that happen in the church and just label that oh the church is about this and the church is about that no the church is about taking these broken people and bringing them to jesus not about being perfect so i think that is a lot of the misconception especially among younger people is they want to go into this perfect environment and then they run into something that's not their idea of perfect and what the church should be and they want to run away from it but that's because they don't have the understanding of that yeah and i would i would echo that too i would say that the one of the biggest things i think people tend to do with church is see it as i'm a consumer of it you know, rather than a contributor. And I think right. that's when you look at church very differently if you say, no, I'm called to be part of, mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I'm called to go and attend. Yeah. Um, because when you do that, you're a consumer, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I used to go to church, but no longer mm-hmm. consumes me, and I can I can find my relationship with Jesus is healthy other places. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, it's not that you, the church is meant to be the primary feeder of your relationship with the Lord. You're actually called by the Lord to be part of the church because you're saved, because you're mm-hmm. separated. Um, but but there is this thing um, that's happening. Like I had uh, Matt Chandler, who I listen to a lot. He's a really good preacher out in Texas. He, he talked this past Sunday about deconstruction, which is this kind of notion of uh, deconstruction within the church. And he got in a little bit of trouble, not that he was wanting to, but people took his pushback on deconstruction, which was really at the core correct, where he talked about how people see church very differently than how they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to deconstruct something that um, if you know Jesus, if you've encountered the living God and the Spirit of God, you're, you're not going to say the things that these people are saying, right? So he's arguing they just knew the people, they didn't really know the Lord, because they would never say those things if they know the Lord. They took it as he's unsensitive to people's hurt in the church in the past. So let me pull that out. Like, that that's true, too, right? That people in the past have been hurt by the church. And people have stories of churches that I would argue maybe 
weren't actually living out the call to be the church that God called them to be, and they were raised in that environment where the mm-hmm. church did significantly hurt them. You know, there are people mm-hmm. that were abused in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a reality that people have to deal with. How do you guys think we could have a conversation with those people who say, I want nothing to do with the church anymore, to say, hey, no, what, maybe maybe we look at what, what you think the church is, and maybe even the church you came from wasn't even... The church. You get what I'm saying? What, how do you have those conversations with people about the church that maybe just when they hear the word church, they just see it as what, what they kind of grew up with? Probably, I don't know, if I had to do it, would first steps would be to dig into the Bible and see what the Bible says church is supposed to be rather than our own, like, uh, misconceptions and like what we've been trained to think through people just go back to the bible with them and like okay what does the bible say about church yeah that'd be the definition Mm -hmm. yeah not not necessarily what you've seen or experienced Mm -hmm. of church i would even say too look at what the bible says is a church and what it's like and find a church that's like that yeah Mm -hmm. right um what do you think adam have you heard about that, by the way, within your community? Just church hurt, people that have been oh, yeah. damaged mm-hmm. by the church, betrayed maybe even by leadership in the church, and how that creates a maybe an unhealthy view of what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, first off, you got to feel for those people. It, like, those those yeah. situations are, are terrible, and you hate to hear of those types of, of, those types of things. And um, But there is bound to be hurt when you are interacting with other people. We're all broken, sinful people gathering in one spot and we're vulnerable together because we are sharing in the same faith. We're going through the same struggles and we want to be vulnerable so that (laughs) we can be growing together. But when you're vulnerable, that that leaves doors open for hurt. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you, yeah, like Eli was saying, you just got to look at what the Bible says and and know and understand that it is beneficial to be gathering with a group of believers, to be pushing and encouraging each other. Yeah, and I think the danger that I would also say to people that have disconnected from church because of church hurt in the past yeah. is, where are you going? Yeah. So what I mean by that is if you pull away from a, a gospel-centered community, and maybe, right, we just said it, maybe the, the community you were part of wasn't even a gospel-centered community, so maybe that was one of the problems. Mm-hmm. But if you pull away from the church, meaning the group of people that love Jesus, you're going to seek out community no matter what. So if you say, I don't want to go to church anymore, it's just me and Jesus, you're probably going to start to be influenced by the world more, you know, your coworkers, uh, your secular friendships. And I would, I would say that most people who stop attending church don't draw more near to the Lord. <laughs> they, they go further away. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of a person independent of a local body of believers, guys, would you argue that that person is going to struggle to be sanctified um, and grow in their faith if they disconnect? So, so here would be the argument. Well, today we could just turn on the computer and you know, watch a church in California that I really like their worship, and then I watch a church in Minnesota. I mean, a lot of us have done this during COVID, right, where you're like, oh, I can kind of church hop via online. Yeah. What have we found that makes that online be not enough, right? Um, what would you say to a person that's like, oh, no, I just watch a bunch of different things. I watch the worship over here, Hillsong, and I watch this teacher, and I have church, but it's just from my living room. Why is church more than that? Not that that's not good things, right? Because it, it can edify you, it can encourage you, it can even strengthen your faith, but it's supplemental. 
right? It should be supplemental to the local church you're a part of. Why? What yeah. do you guys think? I mean, Pastor Lee touched on it, I think, pretty well um, the Sunday that he, he talked about the church, how our mindset in a lot of ways has shifted to a, a, a consumer um, a consumer mindset of this is just an organization that, like you mentioned, going to just kind of watch a show and that's it. And that's, that's turned online too as well. Um, instead of going to a church, serving, having different communities of people, like even in big churches, like our church does a, a great job of having a bunch of different Bible studies and groups to be connected in. So that's a great way to have your little church of people. Like Lee mentioned, the church is not a building. It's, it's a group of people that gather together. So having that little group of people, that can even be a church. Like I consider one of my Bible studies like a small church because it is. It's, it's a group of believers that are gathering together to encourage and love on each other. Um, yeah, we, I think we've definitely started to lose our sense of what church should look like from a biblical standard um, and, and turned it to entertainment too much. And I think COVID kind of exposed it a little bit of that, right? Yeah, definitely. So when COVID happened, you actually got to see the strength of the community of mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And for many of us who, if you weren't part of a community, you probably felt really lonely and you missed church, right? Because you didn't have that Sunday gathering. Uh, or you just had the Sunday gathering via the living room, and you mm-hmm. probably felt a, a pretty strong void. But I would argue some people who had the community as well as the corporation and the gathering, right, they probably felt less lonely because they probably went to Zoom and they had their community still and they were yeah. engaged and they had yeah. communication and they had people come alongside of them during a really hard season of the world. Yeah. And so it kind of shows you that church is not just the Sunday gathering. There's a depth to it. And I think it exposed those who only maybe were in the surface of mm. what the church is called to be. Uh, but also I think for leadership, for church leadership like myself, it kind of exposed how healthy your church was, mm. right? Because when you don't have that consistent gathering, do you still have people pursuing the Lord? Mm. Um, it kind of exposed some of the areas I think that the church does need to strengthen. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. I know that in our Connect class... Um, we talk about how there's kind of three C's to church. There's corporation, which is kind of the building and the lights and the staff and the mission. And I think corporate, corporate wise, you can do a lot with the corporation of the church, right? Mm-hmm. You can partner with certain areas of the world and collectively you can push back the darkness in a way you can't individually, right? You can expose a lot of gift sets that are going to equip and encourage people as we gather, teachers, and mm-hmm. you can raise children, right? In community and friendships. That's why youth ministry and like there's so many things that are so good about the corporate gathering of the church, but then there's the community of the church, right? And that's to, like you were talking about. That's so different because the community is the people um, coming alongside of themselves in a way that maybe the church as a whole never really knows. But it's kind of the care page, right, or the the prayer page, or, or visiting the widows and the sick and sick and the the woman who has a uh, child and has people bring food to her. These are the community. These are the things that should be ingrained in your life, right? And then there's the cause, but this is the big one, is the cause, I think, is the area in which for people who have church pain, they should really ask the question, what is the purpose of this church I'm, I'm a part of? Mm. And they should find a church that's cause is to pursue Jesus. 
and to build his kingdom. That should be the primary cause. It's not to build themselves or to um, be a power structure or whatever it may be. You should really look at, okay, every church has a corporation. This is part of it. And even if you're a smaller group of people, eventually you're going to become corporate if you're healthy. Because mm. let's say you start out in a small little basement. That's great. But if you actually make disciples, guess what? You're going to need to move out. So eventually a community becomes corporate. It's just inevitable. And it's not a bad thing. But what's the community focused on and what's the cause of that community, I think, is where the lens in which we should see is this church healthy. That's really where we should look at. So let me ask you guys this question. Have you seen quote-unquote, churches where their cause is anything but, you know, pursuing the Lord, kingdom building. And how do you guys distinguish between a church that's healthy and a church that's not healthy, just from your experiences with church as a whole? Elijah, I know you've had a lot of experience. What would be some of the good frameworks to look at that? I, I always paid attention to what the churches were doing in the community. And like their outreach stuff, because I've been in some churches that don't do any type of missions work hmm. at all. It's just the people that come in on a regular, they don't go out to look for new members. They don't go out to like help the community. They don't put forth like missions to other areas. It's just very like kind of a selfish tradition. Hmm. Um but I've also, you know, been in places where, like, you can feel it because, like, like even here at Calvary, like, it's just such a movement. Everything is movement. You can feel the spirit, like, stirring in the community. There's always, like, things happening that the main purpose of it is to get out there and, you know, let Jesus reach the ears of people who haven't heard it. Um, but, yeah, I, that's kind of how I look at it. I just kind of look to see what the church is actually doing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked a little bit about people's view of the church um, earlier in the doctrine series and just how people's view or people's experiences in the church has affected their view of faith. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really interesting to see the different upbringings of people through different experiences in whether it's a Pentecostal or a Baptist or whatever denomination. Um, and how that's just either tainted their view of faith and what the church should look like or raised it up in a healthy way. No, that's good. I like both of your... I, the, the one thing that I always say, again, if I'm sitting down with a person who maybe grew up in a, in a more traditional or liturgical like church background and it was a lot of rules and rituals and maybe even they seen, quote-unquote, like their priest have a moral, you know... Um, downfall or something like that. There's a lot of real, like, I, t- I tried church, it was just filled with legalism and hypocrisy and all this stuff, and they become bitter. If I was sitting down with that person, I would one say, like, we do as a church have to get to a place where we, we are in with the brokenness of people, like, we have to live there. People are broken and hurt, and they have a, a very hard view of church, right? And I would say the enemy's probably helping them fuel that. Um, but I also want, I think the church needs to also defend um, what the church is meant to be in a way that we don't necessarily do, right? We tend to say to people, hey, you can choose whatever church you want, and, you know, church is church. And I'm like, but that's not really biblical, right? There's a lot of things, corporations that have, that have existed in the history of humanity that was nothing like the church, 
like they called themselves the church, but they were far from the church, right? It's the same as when we talked about uh, in our women's Bible study, we talked a little bit about the Crusades, and we're like, mm-hmm. they weren't Christians. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the Christian Crusades because they were anything but Christians in their actions. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, the church is going to be what the church is called to be. There are going to be things where people are going to take on the the mantle of church that aren't church, and so part of it is, as Christians, we need to discern what a healthy church community looks like based on, and I think you were so wise, Elijah, in saying, like, based on what the Word says. This is Acts 2, right? Mm-hmm. This is what the church does. Mm-hmm. So find a church that does those things, and know that when you do find those churches, you are going to encounter imperfect people, but I would only argue that should prove the need for the Savior just as more, mm-hmm. right? If you find that there's hypocrisy in the church, well, thank the Lord that the church is meant to pursue Jesus, not each other, because, yeah, I would say leave it if, if your hope is in man. But if your hope is in Jesus, man, people are going to hurt you in the church, and actually it's you're called to love them the way Christ loves you. And so that's where I would encourage that person to be healed of some of those brokenness, but to offer forgiveness, right, and grace to those who, who have hurt you, because you have been extended that same grace by the Lord. And so I think sometimes we have a very selfish view of church when, no, we're actually supposed to see the church as Christ sees the church. And let me end on this conversation here, guys. When 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 we talk about how Jesus says that the church is his bride, when you guys have heard that growing up, what comes to your mind? Like, what do you think that means when Jesus says that the church is his bride? Um, what kind of images or thoughts come to your mind? I think about... <clears throat> how it is so important to him and how much he loves it. Mm. How he sees it as so valuable to call it, you know, yes. <clears throat> when you have a <laughs> a bride, someone that you care about so much and love so deeply, you just want to do everything for them, everything that's that's what's best for them, and you want to see them grow and flourish and um just be on the right path so I kind of just see him looking down just like teary-eyed like caring so much for um the path that we are on to pursue him yeah 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 I think about um it being such a big promise from him like to call us his bride and that he's coming back for us Mm. like that's just like a big big promise from him like it it holds a lot of weight more than just saying oh I'm coming back for you it's like no the church is my bride and that's what I'm going to prepare a place for yes and yeah. then when you kind of like know the history of weddings in those times it, it makes it even more like oh this is like serious this is a real commitment he's making to us so yeah yeah, yeah and that's the greatest argument against people who are disconnecting from the church who claim to love Jesus it's no 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 Jesus said the church is his bride. He loves the church. Mm-hmm. And he says that the church is his legacy. That's the, that's the hope of the world. Is mm-hmm. and, and the church isn't built. This is important, especially in people that grew up in a very Catholic area like we have, right? The church is not held together by men. It's not. Mm-hmm. So anybody who says that the church is held together by men is lying to you. That's of the enemy. The church is held together by Jesus, by the Spirit. It's God's. It's not ours. So we are stewards of, we're not controllers of. Mm. And so because of that, it will not fail because he loves his bride. And so if you don't love what Jesus loves, then you're not walking with Jesus. And Jesus loves the church. 
So you are to love and fight for the church as well. That's period. And so anything else I would say you got to wrestle with. If you feel like the church is invaluable, Jesus disagrees. And who's your Lord? (laughs) There it is. Who's your Lord? Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation the other day with a young man and presented the gospel to him, and the issue was lordship. It's, listen, you may disagree with Jesus about the importance of church, but is he your Lord? If he is, well, then you need to change your mind. Because he said, no, this is my bride in which I love. And so you need to love it too, right? Mm -hmm. Period. And so thank you guys. We appreciate it. Have a great week.